Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. Today, I am here with Sherry Lead, and she's going to be talking all about make your mess, your mess, your message. And I'm really excited to dive into this topic today. You are listening to Creating Wellness from Within, a podcast devoted to helping you live your best life through self-care and wellness. In each episode, we strive to offer you actionable advice and tools to help you with your journey towards greater personal wellness. I am your host, Amy Zalmer. I am editor-in-chief of Minnesota Yoga and Life magazine and the Brain Health magazine. Additionally, I have published four books on the topic of brain injury and concussion. I am passionate about yoga, wellness, photography, travel, and all things glittery. You can learn more about me at creatingwellnessfromwithin.com. Today, my guest is Sherry Lead, and she is a former litigator and currently operates an imperfectly perfect life a professional mindset coaching business serving clients who are in those tricky middle-aged years, helping them create the life of their dreams. She is the author of the Friendship Flow Transformational Book Series, which includes the 50-50 Friendship Flow, Life Lessons from and for My Girlfriends, and Make Your Mess Your Message, More Life Lessons from from and for My Girlfriends. (laughs) Sorry about that. Welcome to the podcast, Sherry. I'm so excited to have you here. Hi, thank you for having me. I know I gave you a mouthful of words to say in those book titles and in my business title. So thank you for getting through those. Oh, well, I'm, I'm really thrilled to be talking today about this topic of making your mess, your message. And, you know, we all have a story and we all have a messy story and our, our mess can be what helps somebody else get through theirs. Um, so I'm real excited to hear what you have to say about this today, Sherry. Yes, definitely. And this, um, journey for me for talking to people about their messes that became their message happened during our global mess of COVID when we were all in, well, at least (laughs) our state, Washington, I'm in Washington state. And when our governor put us in um, stay at home orders, uh, that's when this journey for me started when I began to take these, uh, set these Zoom conversations with my girlfriends, asking them what the mess is that became their message. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, COVID has just been so interesting in how it's changed things and and not, not everything's for the worse, right? There's a lot of silver linings that have come from COVID. And I mean, you know, I bought a magazine in the middle of COVID when yoga studios weren't even open. So, um, you know, I took a leap of faith there. So Sherry, um, where would you like to start with this topic today? I can, let's just start of, you know, yeah, what kind of started in. this whole, whole project for me. So you mentioned I had two books. The first book was uh, started between my 49th and 50th birthday. And it was during that time. And it came after a life mess. Uh, it came after I was diagnosed with breast cancer in my late forties. And um, 
I was uh, done with treatment by the time I was 49, but I wanted to do something impactful before my 50th. You know, there's something about turning 50 that, yeah. <laughs> that kind of makes you feel like I need to do something here. And so that year I decided to meet with 50 girlfriends to tell them what I've learned from them with the idea that everyone oh, we meet is- Oh, I love that. Uh, with everyone we meet is both our teacher and our student. And it organically grew into a book. Beautiful. So the second round with make your mess, your message, I wasn't planning on necessarily doing this a second time, but for the shutdown orders. And I was sitting at home watching a masterclass. It was Robin Roberts masterclass on effective communication. I believe it's called effective and authentic communication or something along those lines. And she shared that her mom taught her to make her mess, her messages And that's what sparked the idea for me to ask my girlfriends, this time instead of in person, like I did the first time, this time over Zoom, uh, what was their mess that became their message? Wow, that's really cool. I love how you sat down with 50 girlfriends and that's kind of inspiring. I'm I'm quickly approaching that 50 mark and I know what you mean. It's like, wow, okay, I need to like get my life figured out now. You know, I think, well, I'm, I just turned uh, 52 last year. So later this year, I'll turn 53. But so far, 50s have been the best decade. And that's why I hear from my girlfriends are in their later 50s. So you have something great to look forward to. And, you know, and the 40s have been fantastic. I, I remember being like on a 38 and dreading 40. It just felt so old. And now here I am like a decade later. And I'm like, dang, I'm not even old yet. (laughs) It's so amazing to me. I feel like in your forties, you have a huge shift in your perspective of age. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And uh, that's what's so great about these decades. You know, so my first book came out when I was 50 and I, um, it completely changed. I now have this career that I love and I've met so many women who changed careers, started new careers, advanced their careers are like you, you're not quite 50, but you know, buying this magazine. I mean, Mm -hmm. women are really, especially women are really making moves in their middle-aged years that are exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's one thing that I also found about this, make your mess, your message. A lot of the messes that uh, my girlfriends, and when I say girlfriends, I'm talking about really good longtime girlfriends and also, you know, more recent acquaintances. I always say the bar is pretty, pretty low with who I call a friend. So it's not as if I have 50 really good girlfriends, but I have 50 girlfriends. Uh, And when I was able to talk to them about these messes, a lot of these messes are what led them to where they are now in their middle-aged years doing things that they never thought they would do before. Yeah. So Sherry, like in your words, what is a mess? Like what, what would you define as a mess in somebody's life? That's a good question. And that is what was asked to me a lot through this process, because I gave them the question ahead of time and told them this is going to become a book because I wanted them to be comfortable since some of these conversations were uh, pretty raw. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they went back to some painful times and I was getting asked a lot, well, what's a mess, you know, because my whole life seems kind of messy. What is actually a mess? And my answer always was, it's whatever you define as a mess. Uh, and so I talk about a few of my messes and the messes I shared in the book were more, my more catastrophic messes. 
like uh, the breast cancer that mm -hmm. I mentioned. I was in a, a very significant car accident in my 20s. Uh, I have both hips replaced in my uh, early wow. 40s. So I had, you know, there's a number of messes in my life. Um, and so those are big ones that I define, but messes could be just like, you know, gain, going, gain stuck in a traffic jam and not making it to that meeting. I mean, there could be a number of everyday yeah. messes. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, for me, my biggest mess, I think was, um, 2014, I slipped and fell on the ice and landed on my head. And hence that led me into my world of brain injury and concussion and it's a prime example of turning your mess into a message. I mean, I wrote four books on the subject. Um, I started the brain health magazine, which is for, um, survivors and their families to help them give them, you know, actionable tools to help them get through their, their struggles. And, um, you know, when it happened, when I fell, I was, I was just shy of my 40th and like, literally I was a month away from 40 and I was a photographer working full-time. I'd been a photographer for over 20 years at that time. And I was very much into law of attraction and manifesting and, and understanding that, you know, things happen for reasons. And, and then I fell. And for a good two years, I struggled so hard to just do anything. I wasn't even a functioning adult anymore. And I'm like, what is my purpose? Like, why? did this happen to me? And it took a good, like, I think it was about a year and a half, two years when I started becoming an advocate and I started sharing my story. Um, and so some of the time we don't, when we're in the middle of the mess, we don't realize we have a message, right? Does that make sense? It does completely. And what was interesting is because many times when we are in that mess, we're just trying to get through to the other side yeah. that we don't mm -hmm. give ourselves the time to look back and think about, you know, and process where this mess has taken us. So many times when I have these conversations with the women and these messes ran from uh, physical messes to relationship messes to employment messes. I mean, it ran the gamut and uh, many of them said, you know, until you asked me that question, I knew I was going to have going to have to answer it. And they'd, they'd receive at least a couple weeks notice, um, if not right. longer. Uh, they said, this is the first time I actually looked back and really thought about where that mess has taken me and gained this appreciation for the strength I, I had during that time when I thought I was falling apart. I didn't realize actually that was a lot of strength that I had. Um, and so th that was one, one thing that I learned. Another thing that I thought was uh, really interesting is even with long-term girlfriends I spoke, uh, spoke to, I didn't know what their mess was a lot of the times, including, mm. including a girlfriend who uh, was a former cheerleader. And in fact, now she volunteers as a cheerleader for a nonprofit organization. Uh, the kind of woman that appears really bubbly and you want to have her at your events. And I had no idea that since high school, she's dealt with daily anxiety and depression uh, to the point that she talks herself out of bed every single day. And this has been yeah. her life. And I thought, how do I not know this about a friend that I've had in my life for 20 right. plus years? And I realized it's because we don't take time to talk about our messes. You know, we mm -hmm. don't want to dwell on our messes. We don't 
we don't share these things, but the amount of learning that comes from learning about somebody else's mess and the amount of connection I start to feel with different people, not only friends, but now people I just meet knowing that we all really are the same, you know, we all have these messes um, has been really profound in my life. Yeah. You know, and that is, it's when you learn something so striking about a close friend and you're like, how did I never know this? Right. Like it just goes to show you don't know what other people are going through. You don't know someone's daily struggles and for her, how powerful was that, you know, to share that. And like, I don't know if you were the first person she ever really shared that with or not, but to just kind of more publicly talk about it can be so therapeutic too. Yeah. And there's uh, one woman I spoke to who is actually a professional obstacle racer. And it was really interesting talking. (laughs) It was really interesting talking to her. She used to be a a track racer, an indoor track racer, collegiate athlete. Uh, Now she is in her thirties. I actually think she's turning close to 40 here. And she runs obstacle course races as a professional. And she said that a lot of the professional obstacle course racers are older than the track racers because they deal, they tend to deal with obstacles better. And Mm. when they see a physical obstacle, they know it's going to be there, but they also know that they could conquer it. So they don't try to plan ahead or worry about it, but they just know that obstacle is leading them to someplace else. And they'll be able to deal with it when it gets there. And it was such a great analogy for life. And, you know, knowing that we're going to have these messes, we just are, that's the way life is, life's messy, we're going to have them, but we can't allow ourselves to worry about messes that haven't occurred yet, you know, but have the confidence that when those messes occur, that they aren't roadblocks that are stopping us, but they're detours leading us to something greater. Um, You Mm -hmm. mentioned like your brain injury, all Mm -hmm. the people, I get excited when I hear your story, because I think of all the people you come in contact because of that, all the lives you've touched and you continue to touch. Um, I, I kind of joke though. And I say, I now I kind of want my lessons through a podcast. (laughs) I don't want to have to live through it again. (laughs) Exactly. You know, goodness, but for that mess, you know, the lives that you're touching now would not have gotten that, that Mm -hmm. benefit from what you've learned and, you know, messes can be beautiful. Yeah, they really can. And, you know, now with my yoga teacher, uh, when I teach yoga, um, I mainly teach to the brain injury community and it's a very different yoga than what your average person might be used to. It's much slower. It's gentler. We don't do a whole lot of inversions because people with brain injury can't necessarily do inversions. Um, you know, and, And for me, I personally can't go supine. I can't go on my back towards the end of practice. It gives me a raging headache. Um, And so my class just knows I'm going to talk them through it, but I'm not going to do it with them. Right. Um, And and so it just gives you such a different appreciation of your own body and your own skills and how you can help other people with it. Yes. And I noticed also, you know, when you look back at your messes, even the, the um, less 
traumatic ones. Mm -hmm. They might have seemed traumatic at the time, the loss of job or the loss of promotion you didn't get, uh, the apartment or home you didn't receive, the relationship that broke up. When you look back, a lot of times those messes led you to a better job, Mm -hmm. a nicer neighborhood, a more fulfilling relationship. So looking, you know, taking a step back from our current mess to look back at our past messes to see where they got us sometimes helps us deal with our current mess, realizing that, okay, there must be options here and this must be directing me towards something greater. So Sherry, when you are working with your clients, um, how, like, kind of take us through the process you would go through with them. Um, You know, I'm, I'm assuming you help them uncover some messes and their hidden meetings. Sure. Well, I work with women who are in these fabulous middle-aged years of life from early 40s to mid, well, actually mid-60s, but, you know, around uh, early 60s. And like I said earlier, this is such an exciting time. A lot of the women come to me because they are going through some type of transition. Now, at this age, we're dealing a lot of times with elderly parents, kids that are leaving the home. Uh, This is also a big big time for divorces uh, and new relationships, a time where we're looking at our jobs and careers. So a lot of times when women come to me, they're coming to me for a specific reason. But as we go through through this, we actually start to uncover a lot of different different, different areas. It's not necessarily so targeted to that, you know, job change or or Mm -hmm. that relationship change. And a lot of it, it comes down to you know, I believe that everyone, um, I believe that everyone has their own answers basically inside of them. In other words, the idea of coaching, at least my idea is that I try to help my clients uncover their unconscious desires so that they understand them and match them with their conscious, um, their conscious being. So desire inside a lot of times you know, and, and they forget what it was, what makes them laugh, what makes them have fun, what they really want to do, because they've been so busy taking care of other people, or right. going through motions, you know, the same motions that they've gone through since their 20s. So the process of coaching really is for me to listen, to ask the questions that will uncover these kind of unconscious desires and these answers that they already have inside. Mm. Yeah, and, you know, like you said, they might come to you because they're trying to to go through one obstacle, but then you start uncovering all these past things that have kind of cla- caused like roadblocks. Um, you know, we're really good at getting in our own way. And I think you're absolutely right that we all have the answers inside of us. It's just like in yoga, our bodies, our bodies know exactly what they need. We just have to be willing to listen. And I think you're absolutely right that we have those answers in ourselves, but we have to be able to take the time to slow down and to listen to what those answers are. Yes. And a lot of times the things that we've told ourselves, our beliefs about ourselves, they may have been true when we were in our twenties, they may have been used there to protect us and they worked really great. But then as we get older, we don't necessarily need that protection in the same yeah. way, or those beliefs are still not true, but we're still holding on to them. And those are holding us back. So it's mm-hmm. uncovering those, those things too, that we don't realize that we're holding on to. Yeah. Yeah, we do. We hold on to those, 
beliefs and, you know, just these, these things that keep us stuck and it's really hard to move forward until you face those things until you, you ready to tell them, you know, get the heck out of here. I'm, I'm done with you. Um, and, and then you're free to move on. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's, it's so surprising because it sometimes it seems so easy, you know, just asking yourself, well, is this true now? And no, it's not. <laughs> and it seems so easy, but we don't take that time to say, you know, Hey, am I, I believe this. Wait, that's not true for me. <laughs> you know? right. And sometimes it's, it is a shift like that. And sometimes it's an easy shift, just, you know, just to bring it to your consciousness. Well, Sherry, this has been a great conversation and I want to make sure that people know how to get in touch with you. And your website is an imperfectly perfect life.com. And as always, we have that um, linked in the show notes. So wherever you're listening, you can click to the show notes, um, but tell us a little bit, um, about what they can find on your website and how to work with you. Sure. Well, I have the books on my website. I also have, um, how to schedule to coach with me and for new clients, there's a complimentary 30 minute coaching session that's offered. Just enter the code, my best life. Um, and I'd love to talk to anyone for about 30 minutes. And actually those sessions often go an hour long. Um, and, and, you know, there's more about my, my background and anything else you could find there on the website and same name for all social media. Great. Well, Sherry, it has been such a pleasure chatting with you today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. And I'm so excited when I was listening to your bio in the beginning, I started like taking notes. <laughs> I want to look up your books and, yes. and, and learn more about you as well. So thank you so much oh, for the introduction. Thank you. And, and it's been a pleasure to meet you. Thank you, Sherry. And thank you everyone for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and please consider leaving a five-star review wherever you are listening to help others on their own wellness journey, discover this podcast. Thanks for listening. Have a great day and I'll see you all in the next episode.